ho, it's time to be merry. A very warm and festive welcome to all of you and your loved ones from the team of Journey Visions Podcast. This is a special time of the year in what has been a very special year. Today, we have the entire team of Journey Visions with us. James, Leah, Leonie, Mustafa, Nora, Oliver, Rivka, and I'm your host for this episode. So today, we are also going to nudge the team and hopefully spill some of their secrets, their Christmas secrets. Let's start off with a bit of geotagging. I'm based in Lund, Sweden for Christmas 2020, but let's check in with the rest. Leonie. I'm in a small village very close to Frankfurt in Germany. Nice. Mustafa. Um, this year located in Cairo, in Egypt. Ah, a warm Christmas. Wiebke. Indeed it is. I'm also in a small village in Germany, but close to Hanover. Ah, where all the greenery is. James. I'll be spending the holidays with my parents in Nottingham in England. Yeah, he has it as bad as I do. Wet and cold. Nora. Amsterdam, Netherlands. Nothing oh. as much. <laughs> Very festive. Leah. I'm in Copenhagen, Denmark. Nice. And Oliver. I'm joining Nora today from Utrecht in the Netherlands. The bridge is very beautiful there. So what we have next is a big surprise. But are you guys ready for it? Maybe we should let Nora take the lead on this. Okay, guys. <clears throat> Brace yourselves. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, the weather outside is frightful. That the fire is so delightful And since we've no place to go Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow You better watch out, you better not cry You better not pout, I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town With the kids jingle belling And everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year Tis the season to be jolly. La 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 la. Now the children's eyes are shining like they never shone before. Let their dreams and aspirations light away. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go, take a look at the five and ten. It's glistering once again. With candy cans and silver lanes that glow. Last Christmas, I gave you my home. But the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give someone special. And I'm driving home for Christmas. Oh, I can't wait to see those faces. And from that, you know who ended our beautiful Christmas song. Well done, team. You've made us very proud. Johnny Vision's podcast from its inception has always been for us a path towards sustainability. So I was wondering if some of the members of the team would like to share some inspirational stories or even suggestions for a more environmentally conscious Christmas. I see Weebka. Yes, hi. <laughs> So I, yeah, I always try to make my Christmas as sustainable as I can. And that, of course, also involves giving away presents. So next to not using 
yeah, wrapping paper, for example. Last year, I actually, I thought I had a really good idea. For everyone in my family, I bought a tree, like a virtual tree, which they plant in another part of the world. It can be local, it can be in a completely different region, for example, in the Amazon forest. Yeah, last year I used the organization Plant for the Planet and for each euro donated, they plant a real tree on their foundation's planting area that, is, that was in Mexico. You can decide yourself how many trees you want to give. And some organizations, you can even choose the tree that you want to give because some trees are storing more carbon, like CO2, yeah. than others. Yeah, it helps a lot with carbon sequestration, yes. And that's a wonderful concept. We will definitely put the name down in our show notes. That, that's a wonderful thing to share with you. Yeah, yeah, everyone was quite happy as well. Of course, it was something very different. They didn't expect it. <laughs> but it was something more sustainable and green. Absolutely. Very much so. What do you think, James? I think that's a great idea. And um, especially with the wrapping paper, the amount of waste that we use. This morning, I found out that in the UK, there's an eye-popping 227,000 miles of wrapping paper used each year, which can go around the world 10 times. So that's incredible. And in the UK, you have companies like Rewrapped, who ensure that you have 100% recycled materials for any um, presents that you want to wrap. And you can jazz it up with some biodegradable paper ribbons or recycled brown paper, which is a nice way to sort out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, I think when it comes to wrapping, one of the new things that I've learned is you can use old clothes to, to wrap. You can make little pieces of it and mix up the colors. Uh, and also it's something that the person can use again. Um, yeah, definitely wonderful concept there, James. Great. Now let's share some of our Christmas rituals. Who's up for sharing some Christmas rituals? Leonie. Yeah, I think that also plays into that environmental friendly Christmas. Um, but I mean, uh, I guess every one of you knows the struggle before Christmas when you're going to celebrate usually with like, 10 or maybe 12 family members and you have to buy a Christmas present for each and everyone and you also have to think of like maybe 12 to 15 different wishes to tell the people oh yeah I want this on this and since uh, we know that it's also a thing uh, for sustainability that you have to reduce your uh, consumption I thought it would be a great idea if you could limit all of this giving to only one present per person (laughs) That's why we um, use the concept of, of Wichteln. I don't know if there's an English word for that, um, <laughs> where you basically, you, you play this game that you get one person and you only give a gift to one person and that person has also someone to give a gift to. So every That's a year, secret center. Yeah, exactly yeah. that one. <laughs> so we do yeah. that for Christmas. And I think everyone, like the, the feedback was very positive because everyone is like, well, this is so great. I only have to buy one present. And I also know what, what, which one it is because people can tell you a one wish because one wish you always have, I think. And then there's a lot of, yeah, stress reduction also. And everyone is super happy about their Christmas present because it's like very unique. You're not just opening one present after another and you don't really, yeah, value what you got. <laughs> That's my... That's very interesting. A secret Santa ritual. Oliver. I really like that idea, Leonie, by the way. Sharing one present and you you pick a name and it's all secret and nobody knows from who the present is coming. I would like to share some nice rituals, what we usually do. I'm I'm from Poland and in Poland uh, on Christmas, 
we have a Christmas wafer. So it's like a, a very thin bread that you usually receive when you go to communion in church. But you, you at home and with your family, every person receives one piece of this Christmas wafer. And then you go to each individual and basically reflect with each other and, and share with the person what you're grateful for, what you wish the person for next year or in general. And it's a really nice bonding effect and it's really warm and uh, the symbol behind this whole uh, ritual is that it's about forgiveness reconciliation friendship and love uh, i really like this tradition and usually we do that before we eat together uh, so i think that's a really nice uh, thing absolutely. and i'm always looking forward to do that absolutely christmas is so much more than presents christmas is about being together and especially because like my dad's indian and we have like way too many festivals and I get way too many gifts all the way around. So for me, Christmas has always been about um, being together, you know, with family, with friends, mm. with love. Uh, and it's so important. Uh, also, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. yeah. Like the Grinch said, it's about being together, okay? But while uh, presents do play an important role uh, in our Christmas, um, it's very important that we are sustainable. And uh, taking the presents thing forward, What's the strangest Christmas present you've ever received? I see a lot of thinking faces here, but I was thinking maybe Leah, there's a strange thing that you want to share? Strange. That is at least um, not so easy to take. Well, I lived in Panama for a while and I just remember that their presence were a little bit glimmy and most of the times because I'm a little bit taller than most of the Latino girls or women I got a lot of um, clothes to put on and I got it from all my cousins and my aunts so all my primos the, yeah most of it were not fitting very well so <laughs> I tried to be polite and have it on and yeah, it was pressing a lot on all my parts of the body. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. We would love to see you in those layers sometimes. So that'll be, that'll be very interesting to see you in uh, Panama clothes. Uh, and uh, Leah turning from a Danish German to a Latina. Leonie wants to add something to that. <laughs> yes, your Panama story just reminded me of my Christmas in uh, Central America, but uh, in, in Nicaragua. And um, so my parents came and visit and we celebrated the Christmas together with the family I live with. And uh, they actually um, gave uh, T-shirts as presents, which doesn't sound too strange. But if you would see these T-shirts, they were like in bright orange and bright green, having a lot of like different pictures of the countries on it. And they were, <laughs> they were as ugly as these Christmas sweaters that... Uh, James and so I, I think, just cried before. <laughs> but my yeah. parents were like, oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, of course, we're going to wear them every day. And I think I don't know where they went, but <laughs> definitely not into the wardrobes. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember my mom used to make me wear those sweaters as a kid. I'm like, mom, this is hideous. Like, why? Why do I wear that? And you have like penguins and polar bears and like weird shapes like hanging out. It's like, wow, great. What, what would be the best Christmas present that you've ever received? Like your favorite? Vipka. Yeah, one Christmas I actually spent in South Africa. Um, so a little bit yeah, different part of the world. 
Um, and my best Christmas present there, we went out on a dive. And then out of a sudden, a group of dolphins came. And we were able to go into the water. We were actually on the way to our dive sites, like a few miles further away. But then we, we stopped and we checked out the group and they were willing to let us like go into the water with them. Of course, we kept our distance, but it was the first time that I saw dolphins in the wild. And nice. for me, that was very, very, very special. And I was, yeah, just laughing the whole day and it really made my heart, my heart warm. That's really nice. And then to add on to that, um, I've been uh, not dolphin watching, but whale watching in Nerissa uh, off the coast of Sri Lanka and the Indian Ocean uh, on, on Christmas. And it, it was great. Uh, uh, all I missed was a Santa hat and that would be nice. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, we were actually also diving with all our Santa hats that day. Oh, nice. That's <laughs> really, really cool. Christmas dive. Yeah, we, I, we did that last year in Sweden because I used to play uh, underwater rugby here. Yeah, that's definitely a very interesting story. Okay, let's uh, move on from the presents. Let's go into something a little bit more embarrassing. What has been the most embarrassing thing to have happened to any of you over Christmas? I see a lot of thinking faces. I could say one, and um, I don't remember uh, how old I was. But I was definitely a teenager. I got um, so drunk on, on 24th that I didn't realize that I didn't even wake up on 25th. And, and when I woke up, everything was done, Christmas dinner was over, it was 26th, and I was like, wait, what? I slept for more than 24 hours? I missed Christmas? That's not cool. <laughs> so that, 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 was, that, was, that was terrible. I, I still don't believe that I lost one day of my life and had no clue about it. <laughs> Let's see who's got it more embarrassing than me. I do see Mustafa trying to say something. It was a couple of years ago, actually, and I went to visit my girlfriend's family on Christmas. And then there was just like the Christmas Eve and everybody's around the table. And then they started, okay, would you like to say a prayer? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I tried, struggled with it a little bit. I wasn't sure what to say exactly. So you basically said that we prefer to say it in silent because that's how you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, funny. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they got exactly that. I got no idea what they were talking about. And yeah. Now they're still mocking me with it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said a prayer on Christmas for ages. For I, I mean, I grew up in a Catholic school, and but I think I, I must have been twelve the last time I said a prayer on Christmas or like did remotely anything close to a church. So, so I feel you, Mustafa. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and Nora. Okay, I I already regret telling this because <laughs> it's super embarrassing. And um, I sort of deleted it from my memory and I don't know why it's coming up, but okay. This was many years ago and uh, I was with my ex-boyfriend um, visiting his family uh, who lived in Spain back then. And we had a huge Christmas dinner with so much food and uh, obviously I overate and um, <laughs> the next morning <laughs> my stomach hurted quite a lot so <laughs> I was sort of hiding into like the bathroom that was furthest away in the house but um, let, let me just say this at the end of the ride it was kind of intense and the toilet didn't flush <laughs> And it was, it was, I was panicking because I was like, oh my gosh, the toilet doesn't flush and it's, 
it's like, like one big <laughs> mess. It was, it was horrible. And I just panicked and I tried to, I don't know, I tried to uh, fix it as far as I could, but it wasn't fixed clearly. So I sort of run out of the toilet and I pretended I was at the other side of the room. And it only took a few hours before someone noticed. And then, and then they were like, holy shit, what happened in that toilet? Who was that? And I was so, I was so embarrassed, but I didn't say anything. Mm. And uh, of and course, my, you didn't. <laughs> no, and my ex boyfriend also was like, Yeah, Nora wasn't there, she was with me. And I was like, Okay, I'm saved. Um, and then we sort of blame it that the sewage was just exploded or blocked or something, and that was causing <laughs> <laughs> limit on the eggs, not the dog. Dog's oh, amazing, no. that is funny. Happens to me, Nora, just so you know, it happens to me all the time in airports. I don't know why <laughs> all the time, but, but it hasn't happened to me in somebody's house. I mean, like, I'm just trying to think. It's the worst. <laughs> so just for our listeners, Nora is our designated plumber from now on. <laughs> so if you have any plumbing job, you know who to contact in journey missions. Oliver. Well, thanks for sharing, Nora. It just reminded me of, of my story, which I don't even remember anymore, but my parents told me. And uh, there was one Christmas evening and suddenly I disappeared and everybody was wondering, where's Oliver? Where, where, where did he go? And I was sitting underneath the Christmas tree. And you know what I'm talking when I'm telling you I'm, I did my job. <laughs> and I'm referring to Nora's story. Uh, <laughs> Oliver is nasty. To my that defense, to my defense, I was just a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe that was uh, something I would be embarrassed about right now. But at that time, <laughs> I probably didn't care too much. <laughs> Nora, are you sure your ex was Spanish and not Polish? Yeah, no, he, he was actually Dutch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, parents lived in Spain. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice Christmas gift for under the tree, Oliver. Yeah. It's my that's, <laughs> that's literally taking, you know, men or dogs to the actual level. And, and putting it out there, Oliver, for all of us, uh, <laughs> making yeah, life so difficult <laughs> for most of a James and I. <laughs> okay, we've had enough embarrassment for today. <laughs> Let's move on to movies. What's uh, your favorite Christmas movie, Nora? Love, actually. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's not super, super Christmassy, but I feel like it's a classic one. And maybe The Grinch. Oh yeah, that's Green more like the But um, definitely love actually. Yeah, never gets old. I would also say the Polar Express. We watch it every year. <laughs> Home Alone, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Grinch, yeah. Love actually is so overrated. Don't kill me, Nora, but true. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> It's one of the best ones, together with The Holiday. I don't know if you know The Holiday. The Holiday is much better, uh -huh. actually. Yeah, The, the Holiday I like a lot. Yeah, yeah. The Holiday is, is more realistic, I thought. Um, Love Actually is a bit too many cliches. Uh, yeah. I mean, Love Actually is good if you're, like, on the first few dates with somebody, and then it's nice. And then, then you're, like, very hopeful. Um, but, yeah, and then, you know, when you're, like, deep into a relationship, you're, like, 
Wait, uh, that's a bit too many cliches, okay? Oh, but yeah. it's all about the cliches. Yeah. That's the best of that's the best <laughs> part of it. <laughs> Leia. Yeah, we used to see the first the four advents, so every Sunday, Sissy. It's um, a very old story of the Austrian royal family, and it was always very special because we were allowed to watch it every Sunday, and they are like Franzel and Sissi, and they were like, we were always acting like them, and I love it still. I haven't watched it for many years, so, but um, I remember that I did for many years as a kid. Classic. Interesting. Yeah, that's a really good one as well. Harry Potter, no Harry Potter takers here? Harry Potter is amazing, like especially if you want to do the whole series, uh, all the eight movies. Um, uh, it, it's amazing to watch over Christmas. I did it last time, the Harry Potter uh, Megathon, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. James? No, I, I think uh, with Harry Potter, my sister is a fanatic. <laughs> so, you know, when you like enjoy like a good thing too much, it's, it's like this, you know, like she can like recite the entire films. So it's, you're not watching a film, you're listening to your sister. Say all the words and like, come on, Claire. I I know you know Harry and I know you love Hermione, but I want to watch it. Pincardium <laughs> Leviosa. Yeah, I, I'm a high body fanatic as well. Slithering for it's life. Leviosa. Yeah. Okay. Leviosa. Vivke. Also, the, the Germans, do you know Weihnachtsmann and Kokagi? It's like a Christmas. Yeah, I see Oliver and thinking, yeah, it's a Christmas series leading up to Christmas and yeah, every day there was a new series, so we were allowed to watch that every day. Nice. We'll definitely have this on the show notes for uh, our non-German listeners, uh, so that you can look it up sometime and practice German, probably. <laughs> okay, moving on from movies. Um, what has been um, your biggest learning this year? 2020 has been tough, uh, and uh, what do you think we have learned as a group or as an individual most in this year? Yeah. I think this year was a lot about being human and um, in a way we learned to look at each other socially so it was always it was everything was unusual and we all know that everyone is adapting to the situation differently so people were much more asking into personally how are you doing? How is it going these days for you? And also, how is everyone struggling to and adapting to the situations in different countries? And for me, the biggest learning was that I was internationally connected to, of course, this EIT Climate Cake Summer School, where I got to know all of you awesome people. And we are actually learning to have a virtual voluntary team running amazingly together without even yeah we didn't meet in person <laughs> and I feel I know you and that is a great learning yeah I totally get you uh, especially with the, with the human part and everything else you said so true Mustafa the human interaction and the friends and family we have are the most important asset we have like you could see that people easily lose their jobs. They lose lots of the things that we thought we were never going to lose. But the ones that really stay are the ones that matter. This human interaction thing, the people you care about. Of course, thanks for the technology that kept us still connected. But this was a big learning point, I guess, that jobs doesn't always come first, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So true. I think that was one of my resolutions as well for last year. 
to spend more time with like the loved ones and things like that. Yeah. Leonie. I think for me, the pandemic really taught me the importance of what we are doing. So we are working towards sustainable development and how, how important it is to actually have a good life or to guarantee a good life also in the future for us and for the for the next generations because I mean the pandemic was only <laughs> you know you know this picture with these waves or sharks which is like the pandemic is like the small fish and then comes the economic crisis and then climate change and you'd be like fuck and this is only the small problem that we have well I think uh, <laughs> for me it was definitely that um, yeah like realizing okay I'm, I'm on the right track and i have to do, do even more to prevent us from all of this um together with you all uh, motivated people absolutely sustainability yeah so true and, and the pandemic has definitely changed the way we think uh, and it's going to have like huge long-term effects and it's only uh, that we um, be wise and be prepared as as soon as we can and, and as well as we can oliver Yes, yeah, so maybe to add to this, uh, Leonie, but I think that I, I also think that this pandemic showed us how quickly we actually can adapt to a certain situation and that we are actually capable of doing so. And it kind of reminds us that we are in this loop of doing things and not really thinking outside the box and what we actually do. Uh, and there was there was a lot of reflection, but also as Mustafa said, this human connection and Alea also mentioned like this human bond and taking care of each other and being connected and being down to earth. I think that's uh, something that uh, really mattered, especially if you have been able to be with someone else. If you're not, then of course it's maybe a little bit more difficult and you're more lonely and this is tough. Uh, but if you're with someone together, or I think about families, they they. They usually work right during the day but now they have been able maybe to spend more time together so on the other hand that's also a good thing um so yeah that's great yeah absolutely uh, especially you know uh, when you talk about thinking out of the box i think it's very important I and mean, there was always uh, a certain amount of people who did that but now it's more systemic it uh, pushes more people to come out of the box and, and think um, for themselves and also their community their families their loved ones very true okay what are we most excited about next year? What are we most excited about 2021? For one, would love for uh, Johnny Visions to grow uh, and take this learning forward and also see our team growing individually and as a community. Uh, and I see uh, James wanting to say something. I was just going to say something silly like that 2020 is over, you know? But, um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's been like a rough ride, like the last couple of years. And I'm very interested to see what the new U.S. president's going to do. Like, is he going to go back with the Par like Paris Agreement? What is he actually going to do to like uh, fight climate change? Like, how is this new leadership going to change uh, the world? And especially interested as well, we have Brexit coming around the corner, and I don't really know what's going to happen personally. But this does yeah. provide space for like action, uh, maybe we could have a good climate policy in the UK. It's a big maybe. Yeah. <laughs> There's two things you could do, James. You know, let's give us Scotland and Northern Ireland and you can have Wales. <laughs> and, oh, like, and, my mum's my, my mom, Scottish, so I don't <laughs> mind that. <laughs> That's actually quite good for me. Yeah, that'll be fun. And I mean, for everyone else, the UK borders are going to just get worse. The UK customs are going to get worse. Uh, the home security is going to get worse. Yeah, uh, we've got... 
Yeah, I'm actually very much looking forward to 2021 because this year, I think the whole world has learned a lot. And I'm really looking forward to how we are going to implement all these learnings. Probably yeah, borders are opening up again, so we can maybe go to different places again. I hope that we as a team can meet up finally. <laughs> But it's also in all, in all areas of life, um, everything that we learned, how do we take this forward now to really change the systems and to become more sustainable? Yeah, very true. Yeah, looking forward is always nice. Let's have something about food. What do you guys think? What's everybody's favorite holiday food? Like the Christmassy holiday food. Oliver. So <clears throat> I'm gonna give you two. The first one is like the traditional Christmas dinner that we have. And there's one particular dish. It's called pierogi. And it's my favorite food. It's uh, dumplings filled. And you can fill it with different things. But my, my favorite ones are the classic one with um, sauerkraut, which is uh, uh, cabbage, basically, uh, with some mushrooms, with different kind of mushrooms. And then you roll them in a the dough and you boil them. And then you put them in a pan and you fry them with onion and with butter. And it's, it's really, really delicious. I really enjoy it. And as a dessert, my grandfather does one of the best cheesecakes in the world, I would say. And I really, really enjoy that too. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't mind both of them, Oliver. You're very welcome to come to Lund. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I took a few road trips in Poland, especially northern Poland. The pierogies are absolutely delightful. The Baltics also have a variant of that. That's absolutely delightful as well. So it's it's much better than the usual dumpling that we come across. Absolutely, totally agree with that. Leah. Yeah, I have to add on a delicious dessert which um, we used to eat in Denmark, which is uh, ris alamand, and it's um, milk rice but with a lot of cream under it and some fresh almonds, and all the almonds. I cut it in small pieces, but one entire almond is left and all the families are surrounded to pick and find this almond, which is very difficult uh, to see in the white rice. And the one who finally received the almonds has to hide the almond so that everyone keeps on eating the rice and is trying to find the almond. So that is a little bit a game. And at the end, it's always funny because my sister last year got the almonds and I really, we were so, we were full, we couldn't eat anymore. And I was almost saying, I, who has the almond? I haven't seen anyone. And then <laughs> she hold it all up on the table. And then the one that uh, finds the almond get a present, which is in Mandelgale. Wow. I mean, uh, the good part of like growing up in tropical countries is we have way too many almonds and we never have games like that because there's too many almonds all the time. Uh, but I love almonds. And it's great that we could end up in a, a dessert, you know, because that's what Christmas should be about. Thank you for being on this journey with us for the last five months. 2020 has been tough, we admit. But here's a bit of festive cheer to take us into 2021. Here's to be a sustainable future together. Keep supporting us and sending us feedback through Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. I'm Suham, and on behalf of Journey Visions, we wish you a very Merry Christmas from the team of Journey Visions. Have a lovely time with your friends and family, and we will see you soon. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.